1: By the time you're hearing this, it will be October 26th. This, this is the first behind-the-work show of this month. We had a nice long break for the Feast of Tabernacles and the last great day. My family went up to Rapid City, South Dakota, and really just had a refreshing yet exhilarating feast with God's people And something that made the feast really unique this year was Celtic Throne. This music and dance production, the first of its kind in the history of the Philadelphia Church of God, was actually performed during the feast in Rapid City. We got to watch it live. And then right after the feast was over, back-to-back Sunday and Monday night performances of Celtic throne for the public now there are so many people involved in a production like this we've talked about this before on the show today we're going to focus specifically on the Herbert W Armstrong College students who are involved in it we're going to hear a little more about Celtic throne and Armstrong College on this month's edition of behind Armstrong College from college student body president Parker Campbell. And this is about a 25-minute feature segment. Well, thank you, Mr. Turgeon, and hello again, everyone. Thank you so much for
2: joining for our second edition of Behind Armstrong College. Fall break just wrapped up, of course, and we're right back into the swing of things here on the campus. And uh, it was a tremendous feast, like Mr. Turgeon just mentioned. We had the Celtic throne performances, over there in Rapid City, South Dakota. So that was fantastic, a wonderful addition to the Feast of Tabernacles this year. And in today's show, we'll revisit Celtic Throne a bit, and we'll do it more so from the perspective of the uh, students that participated in the show, that helped choreograph it, that worked to make the show a success. They put in a lot of the legwork, you could say, and they they had a huge role in the ultimate success of Celtic Throne. Celtic Throne for our viewers or or listeners rather for our listeners who aren't as familiar with the production. It's an Irish dance production put on by Armstrong Dance and uh, the Herbert W. Armstrong College both of which are sponsored by the Philadelphia Church of God. This show debuted back on June the 28th over the summer and then since. Since that first showing, we went over to Branson, Missouri, and, uh, and also up toward Rapid City, South Dakota. That was the last place we visited before coming back to Edmond for our final show of the year. And, of course, we hope to have more shows next year all across the states. If you've attended a concert here at Armstrong Auditorium Before, you've probably met some of us students, and we generally work all the concerts, but some of the students don't work every concert because, as is the case with Celtic Throne, some of the students are actually in the concert. So there are nine of the students here at Armstrong College that are in the production. Jude Flurry, he's the the lead dancer and uh, one of the main choreographers for the production. Jordan Serenga, he's another one of the main dancers. Hannah Worrell, she's a uh, a ballet dancer in the show. The only ballet dancer in the show, actually. Erica Anderson, Leah Hyde, Zoe Hilliker, they're in the show as well. There's Vienna Flurry and Chrissy Dadalo. They do a lot of the singing, and, uh, and they're in the show. Micah Turgeon as well. So I've got some feedback, actually, from these students that I'll share with you today. In one of these clips, Jude Fleury gives us an idea of the hours that go into the preparation for the show. And I think it is easy to underestimate how much work does go into choreography before even the instruction begins. I remember watching Jude choreograph numbers in 2019 back in England before he moved over here for his freshman year uh, here at college in America. And Vienna and Alexa, of course, were on the other side of the ocean doing their part to help with the choreography and and to bring the show together, but but just to back up for a second here, December, two thousand and eighteen, December two thousand eighteen. That's when the idea for Celtic Throne was conceived. Pastor General of the Philadelphia Church of God, Mr. Gerald Flurry, he initiated the project, and it took off from there. Heartbeat of Home composer, Mr. Brian Byrne, he composed the soundtrack for us, and then right away. Those three students, uh, Jude, Alexa, and Vienna, they work together to choreograph the production. So the cast and crew, since uh, since everything's been choreographed and since they've been practicing, they've been working quite intensively to to prepare the, the show. Of course, the first one was in, on June the 28th, and it's been constantly worked on and improved as we've gone forward right up to the final showing that we had on October the 18th. Over 50 PCG children, students, and adults have been involved in some way or another in the production of this show. So it's been very busy, but just looking at the fruit of all the labor, anyone who comes to watch Celtic Throne, they're really going to know that it has been worth it. It's been worth it. Every bit of the hard work and all the sweat that was poured into Practicing all the hours that they spent putting this show together, and then practicing it—it's really paid off. And uh, I think it's so clear. If you get get a chance to see the show at some point, whether on DVD or or uh, next year when we start the the show back up again over the summer, if all of that uh, plays out as we hope. Well, our assistant for this show, Ms. Michaela Lorenz, she did a lot of work to get some feedback from the students before their show in Rapid City a couple weeks ago. So I'd like to begin with some feedback from Jude about the schedule they kept up with in, in preparation for the show.
3: You're all obviously getting excited about um, the upcoming show in South Dakota. So maybe you could just take us through what your daily or weekly schedule would be uh, leading up to the performance.
4: All right, so our schedule for the past uh, couple of weeks has been, um, we've had classes three times a week for our level threes, for some of our younger dances. It's also, uh, I think, like two times a week, sorry. Um, Different times, uh, two-hour classes each time, and then as we've gotten closer to the feast, we've added more classes. Uh, We had some workshops during the day, some longer five-, six-hour was it It was four hour days yeah four hour days um and yeah so we've just kind of ramped up the practice schedule normally we meet on mondays uh tuesdays and thursdays for our level three and we have a level two class on wednesday and we've been spending all of our time on celtic throne for the past two weeks at least um before that we were doing some choreography learning for paul as well which is this december
3: Okay, so you obviously mentioned that it was two weeks, and you're still in school two weeks ago. So how do you fit that all in with your classes and your assignments and things like that?
4: Um, For me, it's during work hours. So there was some struggles at the beginning of the year to schedule the class times around my classes so uh i'm i miss pe on mondays and i go to the girls class which is an hour earlier so that i'm able to do um, the dance class on monday but other than that the dance classes are all after my classes so uh, i show up like 15 minutes late to one of them but it's not uh, we were managed to schedule it to where my work hours they run through dinner but it's okay uh because i'm still at at least i'm able to make it and i can still grab dinner right before it ends. So. Right. And then how many times a week do you
3: practice?
4: On my own? Or...
3: Well, on your own and then in class as
4: well. Oh, okay. Um, practicing on my own is really just for Celtic Throne. Uh, at the moment, I'm kind of more into teaching less into competing. So I do that during the day probably three or four times on my own and then classes another three
2: times, two hours each. One of the things I find inspiring about Jude and the other dancers—it's amazing, really—how you know, one second they're choreographing and 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 preparing for the show, uh, in that regard, in that respect, and the next you, next thing you know, they're teaching the numbers for Celtic Throne, and then the next thing they're, you, next thing you know, they're landscaping, like in Jude's case, and and uh, maybe doing some homework assignment. I think it's really. Incredible how dynamic their life is as they're involved in this particular production. It's physically taxing on them for sure, and it's it's exhausting. It takes a lot of commitment and sacrifice, really. But I think it's a testimony, really, to how much God was providing them with the energy and the stamina to keep on going throughout the entire process while they're trying to juggle their their social life and their academic life and their work life and and then of course Celtic Throne. Leah Hyde and Vienna Flurry. They talk a little bit about this, uh, this juggling act and the commitment to Celtic Throne in this next clip that I'll play for you right now.
5: Um, I got a new job this year with moving to Edstone, so I'm working in editorial and assisting Mr. Palmer, which has been. An amazing opportunity, and I've loved every moment of, of it. But just in prep for Celtic Throne for the feast, and then knowing that Paul is coming two, three months later, um, or even two, two, yeah, two and a half months later, uh, and choreographing for that. It right now I've been trying to like just do that more. After hours, um, although since coming here, I've just been focusing on dance. But I think it's been a lot harder to get that in just because last year, both freshman and sophomore year, dance was my job. So, you know, I'd come in to work and choreograph, and but now it's more of like a side job. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, being like coming to Edmond for these last couple weeks, I've just been able to focus on Celtic Throne and um, and Paul. But It has been tricky, but at the same time, like, I've always said that I really like being busy because, you know, you feel like you're needed and you're you're doing a good work, and I just think it's an awesome opportunity to be able to do, like, both editorial and dance. But it's definitely been, like, a change of pace. I'm always on the move and doing doing things, so.
3: Okay, so Leah, because you have responsibilities in Celtic Throne, (laughs) do you find that you have a uh, very different homework schedule than maybe others in your class? Like when you do your do your homework, you know, do you sacrifice your weekends more than what others might have to do uh, that are your peers?
0: Well, I definitely like to use the weekend to get ahead on homework for the week. I think that is a benefit of having some time off on Sunday or even if you have extra time Saturday night. But, of course, you like to have a break as well. But with dance, sometimes it goes a bit past like five o'clock the latest is five well the latest would be seven thirty on Thursday nights but um, and then we might have other classes after the feast so I do have to just be smart about when I have homework and when it's due and definitely use Sundays if I need to but yeah it's mostly just about planning your time and making sure that you keep track of um, your classes and when homework is due
2: so it was indeed a sacrifice like Leah talked about for them to produce this show. Jude talked earlier about earlier about the conflict with classes and dinner. And obviously he wasn't the only one with the with the juggling act going on. I I just think it's amazing though how dynamic their lives are and how much they have to keep on going and 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 how balanced they really have to be in something of 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 this uh of this scale. I mean, the production is huge and there is a lot of work that went into it, but they handled it really well. And, and I think it shows in the production. I think it shows how well they handled it. They're happy. They're smiling. And then I've, I've seen them of course, while they've been producing it and, and the attitudes have been great They're They've been uh, able to balance everything quite well. And I think that's really impressive. It, it, it inspires me to stay busy and to work hard to be so multifaceted in in my endeavors. And uh, I think it's a beautiful th- beautiful thing in a lot of ways. Vienna in this next clip talks a bit about the choreography of the numbers and the group effort that went into them.
3: And what um, numbers did you help choreograph specifically? Was it all of them or?
5: In Celtic Throne? Mm-hmm. Uh... I had, I think I had five major, like, numbers that were, like, mine. But we all kind of, like, chipped in. It's really, it, the entire show was a group effort. Like, there's both me and Jude and Alexa have different strengths. And I feel like our strengths and weaknesses, they, like, complement each other. So, if, you know, if I was struggling with something, I'd be like, okay, Alexa, can you figure these, like, these couple eight counts with the little ones? And then um, and then she'd ask me for help in her numbers, too. But as far as, like... Uh, as far as like being over a number there there was about five that I had like I was the head choreographer but we all really just it was a team effort so can't take um, like responsibility for not responsibility I can't take ownership of like mm-hmm. all the numbers but yeah it was really just a team effort and then my mom and Mr. McDonald helped a ton as well just with they like the creative minds behind it so it's just a the show is just a full package like our choreography would be nothing without, like, the lights and the, you know, the the psychs uh, on the back. And, yeah, there's just the a lot of... Well. And the music is just, yeah, phenomenal. So every little piece contributed to making, like, the entire puzzle. So it was really awesome.
2: So like Vienna brings out there, it's definitely not a one-man show. This is a group effort that goes into creating a production of this size, and uh, these students not only choreographed the pieces, but they taught them. Vienna went on to mention how close the cast is and how much the show actually bonded the cast together. Here's Vienna again.
5: I think one of the coolest things about the whole show is just how close the entire cast is. Like, you know, we definitely make fun of each other, but it's all good-natured and very, like, I don't know. It's it's really neat. It's a very... It's been an awesome bonding experience for all of us, I think, just to, yeah. I mean, when you think about it, you're spending at least, like, three hours a day, it seems like, with people. And then during, like, the month of June, it was 9 to 3 every day. So it was a lot of time. So there was a, yeah, lots of good memories.
2: So indeed, there are a lot of good memories that come out of a, a production like this. In this next clip that I'll play for you, Zoe Hilliker is speaking about the violin duel that she has with Ezekiel Malone in the first half of the show. And I think it provides a nice illustration of what Vienna's is talking about. Uh, there is a lot of work that goes into this show, but there is a lot of fun and enjoyment and excitement as well. The violin duel was something that really got the crowd revved up during the shows. And and again, it's one of those moments in the show that they could really let loose and truly sit back, relax, and enjoy the show so here's, here's Zoe Hilliker talking about her and Ezekiel, Ezekiel's violin duel.
6: Um, I think the idea is kind of a classic one. That it seems like there's a violin duel in pretty much every dance show, so we had to have one. Um, and then we worked a lot with my dad just on kind of choreographing our movements and exactly how we were going to be um, kind of going back and forth, like who would take which parts of the... the song and then who was gonna like step in front of who where so which actually it kind of took a lot of work because I was thinking about playing the notes right quickly but it was always really fun and Zeke's fun to work with and we always kind of I mean pretty much anytime even in orchestra when we're playing at the same time we're pretty much always dueling so it came that part of it came pretty naturally and it was fun (laughs)
2: So, lots of fun in the show, obviously lots of work as well. It was a challenge for the students to juggle Celtic throne and classes and other jobs, the social life, the dating as well, but they enjoyed it so much, and and like Vienna said, there are a lot of great memories that came out of this experience. So to conclude today's show, uh, today's segment rather, to conclude today's segment of Behind Armstrong College, well, We'll let the students share some of those good memories with you that Vienna was talking about. And uh, just these are some of the bloopers, let's say, that they had while they were putting the production together. So thank you so much for joining us on this segment of Behind Armstrong College, I'm Parker Campbell.
3: Okay, so maybe you guys could tell us a little bit about the bloopers that happened backstage, some of the things that We wouldn't see if we're watching the show, but you guys all have to kind of contend with and then (laughs)
6: talk about Ellie putting on your pants. So there was this one time when we were getting dressed for Empire (laughs) and I came off stage and I was trying to find my pants and the jacket for Empire and they were nowhere to be found. And then turns out Ellie had put them on. Um, which worked for her since she's smaller than me, but I would not fit into her pants, so <laughs> We it took a little while to find her because she had like run off somewhere So we had to find her and then she came back and I had to change out of her pants So I didn't make it on stage quite on time
7: kind of the same thing happened to me It was either Isaac McDonald or Aaron Eagle who stole my pants They looked pretty <laughs> identical and we're, we're near the same size, but I'm a little bigger so Uh, My pants on them looked fine, that's why they didn't notice, but I tried on the pants that I thought were mine, but were really theirs, and they were at least two or three inches too short and much too tight.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I think there was one time where Tori and I were lined up backstage for Gail, but I went to the wrong wing, and so I was coming on, but then we crashed into each other, and I think thankfully it was during a dress rehearsal, but I think I smacked her in the face by accident.
6: Oh, so getting the mic onto my violin was kind of a struggle at first. Um, Mrs. Hirma ended up putting like this little pocket in my dress so that it just kind of slips in there and it doesn't take too much time, but uh, the, I think the first time we did it, um, there was no pocket, and Dad is, was trying to clip it onto my dress and it just wasn't working, so he just like slipped it through, and then, so I was dragging it <laughs> on the floor behind me, and I'm like trying to walk around stage and um, also play violin, and then it's just kind of dragging along before, and I could like hear people on stage laughing about it behind me, and it was it was pretty funny. Thankfully, it was just a dress rehearsal, and we got that problem solved.
7: Oh, in Branson, Missouri, um, everything backstage was a lot smaller, so it was harder to find um, the costumes we're supposed to put on. And after Resurgence, uh, the change for uh, Conflict, the Four Horsemen number, is really quick, so we have to take our shirts off for Resurgence. And then put on these jackets for <laughs> our outer shirts. We've we've got undershirts on,
6: <laughs> but we
7: got to put on these these jackets for conflict. And I didn't see mine right away. Someone's supposed to have it there for me. I think they they did have it off in the corner, but we didn't make eye contact. I don't know if that was my jacket or not. So I thought maybe it's on the other side. I ran to the other side. Um, it wasn't there. So I ran back, and then by that time we were supposed to enter the stage. So the other three horsemen went on the stage, and I was still backstage. Uh, So we, um, for a second, had the whole story wrong. The three Uh, horsemen of the apocalypse. (laughs) And then, uh, right after that, I got my jacket. I was able to slip on stage at a a fairly unnoticeable point, even though it was noticeable Mm -hmm. that I was late. But it all worked out. Yeah, you actually yeah. did it really smoothly. You came on and like joined
4: right away. So somebody that didn't know yeah, might didn't not have know. actually yeah. noticed. You'd yeah, probably be
7: like, it all oh,
6: okay, mm-hmm. there he is.
7: It wasn't too
4: awkward. <laughs> There's four now. <laughs> yeah,
6: there was also this one time when in conflict, we all go down on the ground when Jordan comes on, and then we kind of like slide up in this really creepy way, and then Ellie is right in the front, and she just. Forgot to come up one time. <laughs> so we're all, we all like slide up and then stand up, and Ellie's just laying there on the floor.
4: She just had like a
5: mental um, mental block or something. Looked like she was passed out.
4: You guys remember when Tori put her dress on backwards and went out to do Gale? Oh, and
3: Gale, yeah.
1: Like that.
5: Yeah, that's what happens when you ha- got a bunch of kids running around backstage trying to figure things out.
3: It's like organized chaos out there
5: yeah which honestly i mean it's it is pretty pretty like smooth and everything runs pretty well because all the moms are backstage but we
4: didn't have tiger moms backstage taking care of the little kids yeah everything would fall apart
5: oh actually yeah we had a we had a funny moment this is i've learned a lesson of just like worrying about yourself and not laughing at other people's mistakes on stage (laughs) but there was one one uh go around in pioneers i think it was the first show i'm pretty sure it was like the first live show but zoe just decided to sit this one out she she I forgot forgot, to come, she forgot to come in with all the rest of us and so the the spacing was like way off and Leah had to kind of fill in for her um and then I got <laughs> as, you. yeah she had to like move over um and then yeah, afterwards. So the we hard shoe dancers yeah. came
6: back, and I went up to Vienna. I was like, So I, I forgot to dance. And then Vienna's <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, <laughs> I started like...
5: laughing at her and then <laughs> realized. Yeah, and then right before we went on the second time, I was like, don't mess up again, and was just kind of like joking about it, and then totally bombed the next section of the hard shoot bit, and so then I, yeah, I learned a lesson, I was like, okay, people mess up, just worry about remembering your own steps instead of laughing at them. (laughs) Was
4: this a show? Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We have conversations on stage. Honestly, it makes it more fun, I think. I know.
1: Yeah, you're always by yourself, like, though. <laughs> yeah. group? No, there's no way. don't
0: connect
3: with each other. Mm-hmm. What's it like to have a conversation? It's yeah, yeah really actually, awkward. I've always wondered about, I think it's <laughs> festival. Is it festival or pioneers Or like, well, both of them, actually. Mm-hmm. You kind of like, there's some people that are just sitting oh, back waiting. Oh, that's true. And I think, like, before the duet and everything that you guys have, um, or like, uh, I think you, you get up and dance with Jude, right? Jude yeah. Jent- yeah. So... You know when you're, like, egging everyone on and everything? (laughs) Are you actually having conversations while it's on stage during that part? Because you will kind of have to look like you're conversing and things like that, but I just, like, wonder if it's, did you see that person in dress rehearsal? Like, I don't know, if it's just random things or if it's just kind of, like, we're pretending, so let's look like we're happy.
5: Uh, No, for the most part, we actually are talking about things, because normally you can tell when someone's faking, like, Mm -hmm. faking it, faking joy and stuff, so yeah, no, I feel like at least I'm it's talking about stupid things, but we are talking mm-hmm. about like about things just
4: Yeah, uh, but the normally, group that I was with, we would just every show somebody would say, So Chick-fil-A <laughs> <laughs> and just,
6: like, I don't
1: know why but <laughs>
2: Chick-fil-A's
1: yeah. I feel
5: like when you do when you're in a performance with kids and young people, someone's bound to be doing something funny at well, pretty much all the time, if you just kind of scan the stage, there's generally someone that's, you're like, what are they doing? And that just, like, makes people erupt in laughter. So just I think it's good they're doing that yeah, looks dumb. About, yeah, <laughs> but it is fun.
1: So that's our look behind Armstrong College this month. Thanks to Parker Campbell, the college student body president, and thanks to those nine college students dancing and singing and playing piano and choreographing and working in the production. And thank you to all the others involved, younger dancers, as young as four, as we heard, and moms and dads and whole families. And a big thanks to Michaela Lorenz, who researches, interviews, writes, and now even sound mixes some of this for you, our listeners. We hope you get the chance to tell the story of the throne to many more people here at Armstrong Auditorium, and hopefully in more cities across the country. Should be big plans for this production very soon. Our Behind the Work listeners can see Celtic Throne videos and listen to that fantastic music by composer Brian Byrne. Just visit CelticThrone.com. Head over there right now, and you can check out Resurgence or maybe Conflict, or whatever your favorite number in the show is. Maybe you can just listen to it straight through, or shuffle through it, whatever tickles your fancy. The website is CelticThrone.com. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Behind the Work. You've been listening to Behind the Work, Email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for a new episode each Monday at 1130 a.m. Central Time.